welcome to the season finale of Hitting the Headlines with me, the headline maker, Kurt Cooper. WrestleMania week has finally ended after what seemed like an eternity. We've got a lot to unpack on this week's show from that. We're going to look at the highs, the lows, the bits in the middle, the most entertaining bits. We're going to change up the format a wee bit as well. We also may have some uh, former guests popping in and jumping back out. Uh, I've sent an invite to a, a variety of different people uh, to see if they want to take part in this evening's podcast. And if they do, uh, then they uh, are more than welcome to do so. So I don't really know who's going to be coming, but I do know that our two main guests this evening are going to be uh, two regulars to the show. That's uh, going to be Eli Fox and Diamond Craig DL. They have been stalwarts throughout this run of hitting the headlines. They've been with me every step of the way, supporting me, making sure that the podcast could get to that achievable 300 listens before WrestleMania. And guys, how are you fellas? Great to see you. Hey, uh, hey, hey. Um, I'm rough as toast, mate. I'm not going to lie. A 35-year-old with three kids and I was out to like two in the morning last night. It's just, it's, it's like, it's just stupid. I had no business being there. I had no well, business being there. Personally, I, I blame the kids for keeping you up, Craig. Just saying. Getting it, getting it two in the morning, and I was sitting there going, I've had a fucking great night. And then I looked at my phone and I was like, I'll be up in four hours with, with at least one of them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm amazed that I've managed to make it to this time. Really, I was, oh, I was, considering, I was considering doing an Ultimate Warrior and just no showing. Just put no, don't do that. Robin. Don't do no I'm so glad that you're here to celebrate the season finale of Hitting Headlines. Yes. Whoa. Woo. Kind of Jack and Coke. Let's go. I went to Asda and spent four pound on that, and not one of the wee streamers actually fell into shot. Brilliant. Uh, but I was just explaining in the intro there, guys. I have sent an invite out to a load of different people to come and join us uh, on this week's podcast. So it's up to them if they do or if they don't. So we might get some run-ins uh, to, to steal a, a slot off a very popular Scottish wrestling podcast. Uh, a, a lumber kirk match. A what? A lumber kirk match. That's a lumber kirk match. That's what that's, it is. That is a fantastic idea. As long as, now, it's, as, long as it's no as long as it's no Enzo, man, his crack is absolutely lifting. Well, we'll see who turns up. He doesn't have any crack. <laughs> He's honestly. We will see who turns up. You bring one of these speaking of... at the bottom of the screen on the edit. Just, just cover <laughs> the screen. Uh, speaking of people who didn't turn up, uh, Paul London, uh, as as we know, did not show for uh, last week's podcast. Didn't manage to get him on, uh, unfortunately, but he did send a text to say that he was sorry for patching us. Or a WhatsApp exchange. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna annotate that just now for you. So I had sent him a message saying, "Hi Paul, if you're still interested in doing an interview this week, I'd be happy to talk with you tomorrow if you're free. Just let me know either way." Cheers. Thumbs up emoji. Uh, nine hours later, uh, he took a message back. Holy shit, man! I've been so scattered and fucked. I'm sorry. I totally missed. I'm working on a big audition, but would love to do the interview. God damn it, time snuck up on me, haha. To which I was very gracious. I went back to him and said, it's no worries, fella. Life gets in the way when you're making other plans and all that. No harm done. And then, to his credit, he came back and said, I feel awful. What a shit bird. Let's make it work. We'll totally make it up to you and everyone who missed out. And there's the... I don't know if you can actually see that there. That's my wife on the back of the 
thing there. That, yeah, that's that's the text exchange uh, that we had. Uh, so yeah, he's he's wanting to do it. He has wanting to do it, but we just couldn't make it work this time. Uh, so yeah, uh, thanks for getting back to me, Paul. If you're actually listening to this, uh, but yeah, uh, it was this point not to get him on, but Emily Hayden. Uh, was really good last week, and she helped to deliver the highest viewed YouTube episode of the season. So, I demand a, I demand a recount. I, 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 I am sorry to be at that. Like, you can't have two goddamn Adonises week in and week out and us not get credit for the views. Like, well, you know what, you guys, as I said when I was giving you your info, you guys have been stalwarts. Uh, so I'm very thankful that you guys have been on with me uh, through thick and thin through this season. And if we get a season two, then I hope to see a lot more of you. But we're going to crack on with the actual wrestling chat now. So usually we would do the, the fee headlines and all that malarkey, but there's far too much has gone on over WrestleMania week for this to break that down into just three. So as it's the season finale, what better time than to change the format of the podcast completely? And I am going to go from being the headline maker to being the editor, we are going to make our own newspaper with the best stories, the worst stories, and all everything in between from WrestleMania week. So earlier on, I asked you guys uh, to come up with uh, your moments uh, of WrestleMania week, uh, and we're going to make uh, I'm going to make the judgment call as to what stories go on what pages of the newspaper that we are making. So first of all, we need the front page. We need the the story from WrestleMania week. Uh, that caught the attention the most uh, and made the biggest headlines. So come to you, Eli Fox, first. What would be your front page for the WrestleMania-themed newspaper this week? For me, it would just be the fact the presence of a live crowd. Like by far, that that you know the first time in what over over mm-hmm. a year, any wrestling you know they've had they've had scatterings of people here and there with NXT and the, the cages and the the dome and stuff, but actually seeing a live crowd, it makes you, you can live vicariously through that crowd when we're watching Mania. The crowd makes it, and for me, just seeing, oh my, we're going to have, what was it, 20-something thousand fans? And you're sitting mm-hmm. going, oh, like, like, what was it, WrestleMania 20 had about 20,000 fans. So you're sitting going, this is a WrestleMania level of 10. For me, it was just seeing fans again, and seeing people pop, and then I could pop with them, and it was the involvement again. You feel more involved when you feel you're part of the crowd. Cool, so cool. from page, what, what... crowd's back. What, what would your headline be? You know, if you were uh, if you were the sub sub editor, what would you be making that headline? Back in black, because when you looked out, it was just a sea of people wearing merch, and it was class. Back in black, boom, light on good one. Did you, did, you, did you see the guy? Did you see the guy that get, get kicked out on night one? No. The guy that get kicked out on night one because of the rain delay. There was a because of the rain delay. Um, the guy was booting off. Because it was like whatever delay it was, um, it was absolutely kicking off, and then he started decapitating the cardboard cars around them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the security came and they're like, "What's the problem, sir?" And he's like, Rrr. "And they just huckled them out." And then, then it started two minutes I, later. And everybody I, around about was going mad. I told you it was Taker. People are like, "Oh, Taker's not going to be at Mania." Man, just was backstage, just doing that. It was lightning everything. Yeah, back in black, front front page. We've had our first big ass live crowd at Mania. Class. Magic. Right, Diamond Craig Dale, this is your chance to to steal the front page from Eli Fox. What would what would be your your uh, your headline from WrestleMania week? Right. See, 
I, I, I thought he's went, he's went obscure there and I was going to go obscure as well because everybody will be thinking about a match. See, for me, it was the Hall of Fame, right? Aye. The Hall of Fame, I thought this year, because obviously there was two years worth, right, but there was two notable ones that were incredible for me. RVD, like the interactions that he had with Matt Riddle. I don't know if you've seen Matt Riddle on the bump with him, um, but Matt Riddle on the bump with him, he's like, oh my God, it's RVD, it's RVD, come on, man, come on, bro. And they're like, ah, and he's comparing the hand sizes and stuff like that. It was just like, he's, he's like marking out. And I thought that was just like a really, really cool thing because like, you really see wrestlers doing that. But the biggest thing for me at the Hall of Fame was JBL's speech. And I yeah. thought that was the highlight of, of Mania Week for me was JBL because the speech, if you watch the speech, you know, they obviously didn't give them as much time, but he went through all of his own characters and his mm. speech. You tell the transition, you're like, ah, oh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, you know, the, the Justin Hawk Bradshaw and then he's, he's, he's the APA and then he's JBL and then he's JBL, the wrestling God. And when he did that at the end about, you know, when he referenced the, the, the bullying and the backstage antics that, are, that have dogged him for years. And he was just like, so he thought, oh, he's going to redeem himself. He's going to apologise or whatever. And he just was like, you can wipe your tears because I am a wrestling god. <laughs> and I just thought, because you've, you've not seen JBL on WWE TV for so long. And I think it is because of the, the hazing and the rituals and his persona backstage that they just thought, you know what, in this day and age, he's not, he's not welcome. Um, and it was just nice and refreshing, you know. Like he was, he started off as a face, he ended up as the biggest heel, and he's in the Hall of Fame. So that was that was my moment for Mania Week was JBL getting in the Hall of Fame. So I need to choose what's going to lead the paper. Is it going to be JBL and his Hall of Fame speech? Oh, sorry. What what would your headline be for that, Craig? What would your headline be for for JBL? Do you know what? Just the the, the wrestling wrestling god. Just just the wrestling god. The wrestling God would just be there. That would just be the headline, Wrestling God. No worries. Uh, I am going to make the editorial judgment on that, and I am going to give the front page on this occasion to Eli Fox. Eli, I think you are right. I think the fans uh, being back helped make WrestleMania weekend, and even though some of them have ended up contracting COVID and going about all the other indie shows that were going on, uh, as was to be expected, uh, I think a lot of WrestleMania this year uh, would have... Wouldn't a hit home as hard or hit home as well without the crowd being there? So, Eli Fox, do take that front page. Uh, now, uh, from the front page to the back page, the back page is where all the sport happens. Uh, so, for the back page on this uh, newspaper, what would be the ending thing that should be emblazoned in that back page that all the the, the virgins in their, their basements flip to? Eagerly uh, when it comes through their door, when my mum still pays for it. Future, future, you can start this one. Future Hall of Famer, The Miz, John Morrison versus Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. That's the, the biggest sporting achievement, right? Bad Bunny, like me last night, going out in the piss on a school night, he had absolutely no business being in a wrestling ring, right? But boy, did he show up. Like, I read afterwards he that he'd been he training since December. And, you know, like, we've seen this in crossovers before, like Tyson Fury putting in the, the work in the ring for the show and, and all that sort of stuff. But from what I understand, Bad Bunny was doing, like, five days a week at the Performance Centre since December just to get ready for it. And it showed in some of the spots that he hit. And, you know, when he did the, the diving crossbody, you know, all I could think of was Snoop Dogg and the differences, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
that's all I could think of. And it was just like two two rappers doing the same thing. One of them put his heart and soul in. The other one was just there for the, <laughs> I was going to say just for the crack, but it's more so for the weed for him, wouldn't it be? But yeah, that would be my that would be my sort of sporting achievement. Either that or um, Vince McMahon's Botox. Vince Botox. That, that would maybe be in the... Somewhere in the middle, maybe page seventeen, something like that. Right. But but your back, your back page, Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny. Miz, Morrison, and Damien Priest as well. Cool, cool. Yeah. Eli, what would your back page be? Uh, it was a wrestling heavy week and a lot of a lot of athleticism stuff going on from stand and deliver takeover. But for me, what popped me was Cesaro and Rollins because mm. I love the whole. Oh, he's never had a single a singles WrestleMania match. And it was like, it, it kind of linked in with Mick Foley's documentary about Edge, where he was like, he's never had that WrestleMania moment. You're like, can Cesaro do a full match, do it himself? It was just wrestling. You had Seth being the character, and also we know Cesaro's not the best talker. But by fuck, did he go full on wrestling. He went wrestling machine. It reminded me of Kurt Angle at his peak in SmackDown when he was doing the, the big show and the shape, just full on wrestling machine. I think there's one where he's on the apron. And he pulls himself up over the apron, rolls, catches him in the neutralizer, and then Seth reverses it. And then he just flips around again. And I'm like, you have to realize the athleticism that man possesses. Get him a mouthpiece and give him the title. I went after Bobby's having him, but whatever, we'll get into that. But Cesaro and Rollins, as a pure wrestling match, entertained the life out of me. It was it was probably the, the, the purest wrestling match of the weekend. You know, I, I would say to you earlier in the, in the week, Eli, uh, I thought that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, the match that they put on, if you take Logan Paul, out, Logan Paul out of the equation, that's the type of match I want to be having. I want to get to the level yeah. where I've got that kind of chemistry, that kind <laughs> of stuff in my all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I think from a pure wrestling point of view, it's Abel V. Rollins, just amazing. More criticism of it would be, more criticism would be, it was too short. What what tipped it for me was it wasn't flashy flashy wrestling. It had just the 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 nice balance of holy shit, this is impressive, but it's still wrestling. So it had that for me. It had that lovely level of athleticism meets wrestling meets storytelling, where Kevin and Sammy endless entertainment every time they row. But for me, it was the purity of Cesaro Sean. Then at the end, when he just knows fine rightly, say a word and I'll break you in half. I'm talking. Uh, at the end when he says that you know you can see the look on his face as if he kind of went I've just done a singles match people went mad and you felt for him it wasn't the title but you loved it and that's what oh, yeah. put it over that's what put it over for me the, the, the big the big thing about that match because like, I had that mentioned later on as the as the, as one of the sort of must the, the watch again matches right <clears throat> like the big thing I loved about it was uh, Seth Rollins not only was he playing you know complete bastard heel right but he was channeling his inner Santino Morella hey Zizarro it was just like <laughs> little things like that like you know yeah it was, it was class. yeah it was class like he was good he knew that he had to he had to carry it from a promo perspective yeah. like Cesaro was never going to contribute from a promo perspective and Seth Rollins was just like right you know this is why I need to show that I am the fucking I am the, the shoulders of the company you know so yeah, that was that was a fantastic match. It was as well. Again, from listening to other podcasts and, and the other views of it, uh, I think it was uh, Hot Culture made a very good point uh, that 
that those were the probably the two guys that you wanted to go out there and put on a match for the fans. And that's what it was. It was like there was elements of it where it was like it was a local indie show, you know, because it was very much established who the who the heel was, who the face was. And everything was lamped up to eleven in terms of the babyface nature, the Cesaro, and the the, the shit heel stuff at all. So yeah, it was fantastic. But as fantastic as it was, I am gonna give that back page to Bad Bunny, the Miz, Morrison, and Damien Priest on this occasion. Now, Enzo, you have come in here. Give us one really, really good or really, really bad hot take on WrestleMania week. We're really, really bad this you're on, morning. You're on mute. You're on mute, Enzo. Enzo, you're on mute. No, I'm not. <laughs> 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 Unmute yourself, man. That deserves, that, that, deserves a, that deserves a pop. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I would be proud. <laughs> okay, right, Enzo, quickly, for, now. For bad, but funny, Mandy Rose fall under in her entrance. And then for yeah. good, uh, triple threat between Edge. Roman and Brian. I really enjoyed that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, cheers. <laughs> Sam, do you like? Oh, no, I cut the wrong guy off. I cut the wrong one off. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> yeah, come back, you Come back. All is oh, forgiven. I need to get him back in. I need to get him back in. Uh, where is he? Oh no! Professional as always. Professional as always. Filling for time here. Filling for time. Uh, where is he? I hope he can come back in. I hope. I don't, I hope he's out. Right, Enzo. Uh, so you said Mandy Rose uh, slipping on a hoop was the was one of the highlights. What was one of the lights for you? What was one of the Sorry, what you say, Kirk? What was one of the lowlights of WrestleMania for you? Uh, you said that Mandy Rose was falling off hoop was one of the highlights or one of the, the medium bits. Uh, uh, if I have to say, that one of, it was all good, but one of the lowest points was uh, Fatal 4-Way Women's Tag. I just think there was everyone was slipping all over the place. And like, that's not their fault, so it's just because of the thunderstorm that happened. It was, it was a bit treacherous. It was a bit, a bit slippy dippy, to say the least. Uh, so I'm just trying to get Crangle back the, in the, here. The, the, um, yeah, the women, the women's match was was chronic, man. Absolutely chronic. I just, I just feel. I, I, think, I know, I know what you're saying. About, I know what you're saying about the weather, but see when you look at some of the participants in it, it's just like, come on, there's better and out there. Speaking out of it, have you just heard the news? I was just about to bring that up, Enzo. You've stole, you've stole my thunder. Billy K released. I thought I was going to, I thought I was going to have the, the big. Billy K's been released along with Mickey James, Kalisto, Chelsea Green, and Wesley Blake. Chelsea Green just signed a new Tucker. contract. She's on that release for my red. Oh, we need to bring that up. We need to bring that up. Right, uh, where's this? I was, I was saving that for my, my next. That was, that was my. What I'm excited for next to see who ends up at AEW. Oh, Chelsea Green. You know, Billy, Billy Kay. Billy like, Kay has been absolutely lost in the shuffle since getting split up a part of the Iconics. They could have the Iconics could have been in that tag match. Do you know what I mean? Peyton, Peyton can work. Yeah. That is, Peyton wasn't even on Mania. 
to bring us from your point, DL, I think Billy Kay's very, very small chance might be a work. She's going to come back with a slightly different name. You reckon? You reckon they're going to be down the heat? The, the heat, the, the heat Slater, I've got kids free agent route. route. Yeah. They do that at least once a year. They did it with uh, Drake Maverick. They did it with uh, Heath Slater. So don't see why they wouldn't do it with her. Good point. But yeah, Chelsea Green. Oh, Samoa right. Joe. Is he released? No. No. Oh, fuck right. Right. Samoa Joe. We need to take a break here and come back because I need to go and look at this. All right. So. So uh, we had to take a wee bit of a, a pause there due to some breaking news in that WWE have just started releasing a ton of performers, including Samoa oh. Joe. Fuck off. I am trying yeah, to uh, as, as in the Samoan submission machine. Yeah. Peyton Royce Mickey, has just been released as well. Chelsea Green, Mickey James, and other superstars released as well as Billy Kay, uh, Tucker, Kalisto, and Wesley Blake also amongst that just now. Now, I'm trying to see where it says Samoa Joe here. I can't find the Samoa Joe thing on the official WWE. S- Peyton Royce has just been announced. Peyton Royce has just been announced on the WWE Twitter. Yes, that's, the, that's the iconic's gone. James is gone. Green's gone. Joe, and, the one sack Joe. Just under, underneath have. that, sorry, I, they have underneath on the WWE Twitter, WWE has come to terms on the release of Samoa Joe, Chelsea Green, Tucker, Kalisto, Bo Dallas, and Wesley Blake. Bo uh, Dallas? I mean, Bo Dallas was just at WrestleMania as the Fiend, was he not? But I think that's why they're <laughs> what fucking is going on. What was it? Why the Joe was class in commentary and could kick the shake clean out in the ring. Why was he? We sure not on commentary for many as well. Sack the man and made that decision. They 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 took they've taken him off commentary. They've they put in some guy called Adnan Vuk, who's a major league baseball guy. The assumption was Joe had been cleared, and that was him coming back. I thought there was going to be the return of the Monday after WrestleMania. Boom! Out strolls Joe, going to kick the head of someone. Yeah. In. John Laranitis, man. Or Laranitis, or whatever he's called. I mean, he's back fucking two weeks and he starts... I'm sure that it's a year to the day since there was the, the other releases. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there was this, the 15th April last year, uh, the, the, the Drake Maverick... Oh, and all God, we're, we're going to we're gonna have to put up with the AEW twats now going, oh, Joe, AEW... Uh, go to the NWA, god damn it. That is NWA would be ideal for him. I, I don't I don't want Joe in AEW. I don't want him there. Look what happened. Look what happened to to Miro or the man, the superman, whatever he was called. Now, I can't even remember. Did Joe go away to NWA or something? And then we'll all send our CVs in to the W. Unbelievable. That's I mean, we, for, for as long as for as long as we're recording, we'll try and keep uh, uh, we'll, we'll try and keep up with what's going on. Obviously, by the time this gets released, you know there'll probably be more. But that's you heard that's it here. For, you heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. Uh, and yours truly ends up something. To be honest, you know, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not too surprised that the likes of Peyton Noise, Billy Kay, that kind of thing. I'm not not too surprised. <laughs> but Joe, man, oh. 
Samoa Joe, like, how he never got... Was Billy Kay not endlessly entertaining, though? She was. She was. She was. Right. Uh, right. We'll press on. We'll get this. Right. We'll press on. We'll keep, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep a, oh. uh, an eye on we'll Matt keep an eye on Zach Ryder. WWE 4.15 says I just fired your ass. <laughs> Touching on what you said, it was a year ago to the day that they did the releases. So he's he's turning it into his own gimmick. And obviously Chelsea Green's his uh, girlfriend, isn't it? Yep. Wife? Wife. Hey, Girl, Mary, right. Oh, All three. So I don't know how I don't know how true on this is, but Sean Sean Ross sat. He's Ross saying sat. that apparently Alistair Black is 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 rumored to be one of them. Well, this is a developing. We'll have to situation. press on. We could spend we could spend eternity on this. Uh, not yeah, to, unbelievable. Uh, back to the script. Back to the script. Well, you say that uh, not to uh, try and overrule. Uh, what WWE are doing, but I have some breaking news of my own as we have some voice notes from Mr. Paul London. Uh, oh, he, oh, he is, uh, he's, he's sent along, I, I haven't listened to these, I don't know, I don't know what's in them. Uh, but we'll see, <laughs> we'll see, well, it's, I think it's like lunchtime in LA just now where he, where he is. If we can get this coming on. He's just made his way on. He's set the brownie. He's going to tell us that he just got released. Exactly what I can do. And I would be more than happy to send over a voice note. Uh, or how long you're going to be recording for. Yeah, I'm on, Chris. finishing up my audition in about an hour. Uh, within the hour. But I can send over a quick note or something. I'm I'm so embarrassed. I feel like I've really let you down, and I'm sorry. I, I just feel really shitty about it. Uh, I want to make it up to you. But I absolutely loved my time over there. I loved wrestling from wrestling all star. I loved all the guys that I met there. All the girls. Everyone was super hungry. Great mindset. And I didn't see any really any bad apples. You know what I mean? I didn't see anybody that was gonna let their ego try to take over or anything. You know, I just I just saw a lot of young, hungry wrestlers uh, that are in it for the right reasons. And so for me, that's so encouraging. And I think, you know, anything that I could do to help any of them or to help Processing Ulster uh, come back or, you know, be as, you know, stronger than it's ever been, you know, I'd love to help out. I mean, my dream would be to someday to be a part owner of the company and that way I could have uh, some creative control over uh, some things and really help people out more. But uh, hey, you never know. Someday, right? <laughs> Tucker is awesome, by the way. I love working with that guy. We've become friends. And I've <laughs> kept in touch with a few of the lads out there uh, who've sent me their matches and, you know, to get uh, pointers or thoughts or whatever and uh but um big things man big things for a lot of a lot of the talent there if they just stick with it and, and persevere and that was paul london so breaking news paul london wants to be a part owner of pro wrestling all-star or whatever the iteration there is of that just now that, that, that's, a very, that's, a, that's an absolute champ of a man like 
Fifteenth of April, twenty twenty-one. That this day will live. What a day! What a day! Oh, do, do you know what this, that deserves? Do you know what that deserves? Sorry, that, that wee voice bell deserves that. Hey! hey. hey. Diamond DL, that's the biggest pop you'll ever get. Oh, at least he got a pop. <laughs> I get pops all the time, son. Yeah, still hunting Enzo, you, dog. Enzo, one of your, one of your guys, like you might know this guy. He's just been released by WWE. He's called Willie Pearson. One of your guys, no. Willie Pearson. Uh, no. Willie, Willie Murphy. Listen, Enzo, the only pop you're going to get is out of a Pringles tin. So don't fucking come with us for that shit. Like, but uh, Kirk, we were we were there when Paul London was here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's when what I was just going to say. Like, what, what were your memories of Paul London being over here uh, for the, the him, PW him. London Colin show? Uh, I remember the one thing that sticks out is he, he was in the middle of the ring and he had all of us walk, get in living one side, walk across it, and he would tap the back of your thigh. And you were just to keep walking and get out the other side. So obviously everybody was like, well, what he goes, when you see someone run at someone and they do the sweep and they take their leg out from underneath them, why is a guy six foot, 300 pounds going with one hand? He says he wants to see you really dig in and take the guy yep. to the ground, take him down. And it was... It was very much that he answered every question. We we were asking him everything, and he just was very. He, you'd swear you'd known him before he came over. He was that type yeah. of guy. Like, his class. Yeah, just so so friendly, so willing to give up advice, and uh, you know, Enzo, you were at the seminar as well, weren't you, Enzo? Yeah. Yeah, I was there. The seminar where we had to turn up at two o'clock at S thirteen, the venue uh, that we used to train in for this seminar with Paul London there's about 60 of his guys that came up for Dublin Cork places like that and the venue wasn't open the venue didn't open for two hours so Paul London is standing in the middle of a car park and on Boucher Road Belfast behind what used to be a B&Q eating a Big Mac meal telling us about how much he hates Vince McMahon and we're all just standing there and all watching it and then when we eventually get an AS13 and we got the seminar we had what two lights Two lights, two, lights. <laughs> the ring. Two, two big spotlights. Two spotlights two around spotlight. the ring. Uh, but he he took his time with us. He talked us through loads of stuff. It was just all about making sense of stuff that, that doesn't make sense in this one that you see in every match. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was great. Like. Right? It was indeed. Let's, let's... Right. Uh, you know what? Uh, we'll go on to the next uh, section that I had earmarked here. Uh, which was page three, the most titillating or exciting thing about WrestleMania week. Uh, Eli, I'll come to you first in this one. What would make it to your page three? What would be your big fake tits of WrestleMania week? Uh, for, for me, definitely it would be, it'd be Ripley. Rhea Ripley. I Just in every way, shape and form, the look, the gear, the presentation, it just screams star. It just screamed that this is the one person you're. We all studied page three. If you're going to study this one person for the for their looks and for everything else, it's going to be really. She again, relatively, she's only been there a few years and she's in, you know, Oscar clearly knows what the crack is, what she's doing. But Rip, Ripley just proved herself a star beyond all all doubt. Like for me, it was class. So yeah. Ripley would be on my page three. And uh, DL, what would your page three be? What, what would be the, the thing that would get you turning that front page over for the wee ogle? About this Do you know what? We're talking, about, we're talking about a pair of tits, right? I'm talking about a pair of daft tits. Edge and fucking Daniel Bryan just smashing heads off each other 
Well, Brian had uh, Roman Reigns and oh, listen, you've got fucking concussions and neck problems. Just go easy, lads, and they're just boom, boom, boom like that. That for me, like that was that was one of these ones where you're just like, like, oh, they're doing it. They're really going for it, and it just kept going and going and going. And I think I think they they had Reigns in a, in a particularly tough lot because it looked as if Reigns was like, you're really fucking hurting me here. But the crowd just ate it right up. So that would be that would be my most sort of you know exciting moment because it was like you know three. I hate to say this about Reigns, right? Because I've been a big detractor of him over the past few years. But see, since he's got the whole "I'm the head of the table," uh, you know, acknowledge me gimmick, like he's just soared, and he's 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 done the best with it, and he's now probably he is probably over with the fans. The fans will respect him, um, and I think those three in that moment they just they captured the whole sort of excitement and the the the, the pageantry that WrestleMania can be. You know, like when you're talking about moments, like that's one of the ones that will stick with you forever. They two just headbutt each other when they've got concussions and neck problems that ruin their careers, and not one fuck was given. That that that's incredible. I think you have won that uh, PhD spot, DL. I think you know for everything that happened there about WrestleMania week, uh, the most exciting thing was seeing a main event between three guys that that you know two years ago. Shouldn't have would probably never been in another WrestleMania yeah. event, let alone another match at all. So to see the, them going at that and not just go like going in the ring, but absolutely going for it was absolutely superb. That was I, I would fully agree with you that that is deserving of a wee a wee sneaky tug uh, in the toilets uh, when you get a wee copy of the Sun <laughs> back in the day when they used to let you do that. Now we've got one more person uh, in the waiting room here to come in. So Enzo, cheerio. And it is oh, Enzo no. this time. Always uh, a pleasure, Enzo. <laughs> but Enzo makes way so that we can welcome a man close to my heart, a guy that you guys don't know as yet, but you will get to know him. It's Billy Strachan from the Scottish Wrestling Network. Billy, how are you, fella? Welcome, season finale. Oh, I'm, I'm in a good mood. Good, good mood, Ooh. Kurt. I'm, I'm in a super mood. Uh, let's do this. Welcome to the show, Billy. Billy, you are in the middle of history. We have had to stop the podcast and then come back in with the news that all this talent is being released from WWE mid-podcast. Have you, have you, have you seen any of these releases yourself yet? I have. It's, it's madness, isn't it? It's just, uh, it's just crazy. Who'd think who's going to be next? Well, I mean, at, at the latest count that we've had uh, was it uh, Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Wesley Blake, Kalisto, uh, Mickey James. Has there been anyone else in the last sort of ten minutes that have that have gone kaput? Bo Dallas, Bo Dallas. Let's not forget Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. Uh, Peyton what, Royce, what I think. I don't know if that was mentioned. What about Otis? Is uh, Otis Peyton Rice as well. Otis is somehow. Is Otis still <laughs> there? But. Oof. But no, it's, it's, it's uh, a crazy time. The fancy booking will be going mad. It already is. It already is. I can already see. Add, you can add Tom Phillips to that list. Todd. Oh, man. You can, Tom Phillips. Todd Sorry, Phillips. Todd. Todd, Todd Phillips directed that. Nah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> fucking with you, but I'm getting prepared. <laughs> Season finale. <laughs> But yeah, I'm already seeing on Twitter uh, the Iconics against the Woke Queens has been pitched to to Joe Cabrera OTT, which Very I think that would be money. That would that that would be absolute money. Uh, 
So yeah, Billy, uh, welcome to the to the show. It's been a bit uh, higgledy piggledy because of these uh, the, these releases. We also uh, had a run in from a certain Mister Paul London uh, via WhatsApp voice note as well. Uh, which was very, very nice of him. So although we didn't get the full interview with him, uh, he came on via uh, WhatsApp uh, just a few moments ago and told us how much he loved Northern Irish wrestling and how he wants to become a part owner of Pro Wrestling All-Star, which no longer exists. So he's well, that sounds like a great season finale. It's, it has been has been great so far. Uh, now, yourself, Billy, you are obviously the, the, the head honcho, El Jefe, of the Scottish Wrestling Network. Uh, and you've been putting out a lot of podcasts over the, the last year or so with the, the up-and-coming uh, Scottish talent and some of the more established. And another week there, you, you sort of manifested that you wanted to interview uh, some big names in the world of Scottish wrestling. And you managed to get one of those this week in Joe Hendry. I did. I got Joe Hendry. Um, I, I was, it was weeks of pestering him, but eventually got him, got him on the podcast and it was just a great, great time. Uh, for me, I don't know for him, but definitely for me anyway. <laughs> Good, stuff. Good stuff. And have any of the, the rest of the, the, the list of Billy, uh, have they uh, get back to you yet about coming on? Uh, I've had a couple couple nibbles, just no bites yet. So oh, I've got one. That, that's that's uh, better than nothing. i uh, just got to, to work my way through. I know WWE, they've already knocked me back for a couple, but you never <laughs> know. Never say never. I know that feeling. See, see when they change the PR person, that's that's when it, it changed. You know, I, I was getting I was getting guys like Joseph Connors and uh, Jordan Devlin and, and guys like that. Now I'm getting nothing because they changed the PR guy. And apparently, uh, fifty listens a week to a podcast doesn't cut it anymore. So I wouldn't classify. I wouldn't classify. You know, the platinum diamond man and myself as nothing, but still. <laughs> no, I don't. I still. don't mean. I don't mean you guys or nothing. I just meant I'm getting nothing from the Fed. Uh, and yeah, uh, AEW, uh, since, uh, since the, the, the Cody interview, uh, it's been radio silence from them as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, would you join us, Billy? We are, we changed the format a little bit this week. Instead of doing three headlines, we are building a newspaper. I'm playing the editor here, and uh, DL and Eli are. Uh, are competing to see who can get their uh, get their stories in the paper. So we've just done the page three uh, section of it. Now this is the TV review. We're moving on to the TV review. So Eli, um, in fact, yeah, I'll come to you first this time. What was the must-watch match of WrestleMania week for you? It doesn't have to have been from WrestleMania itself. It could have been TakeOver. It could have been anything else that was going on around about then. I mean... Eli, Eli touched on it earlier the the set the Seth v Cesaro for me it's it's, it's a, to- a toss between two but I'm I'm going to again come back to Edge versus Reigns and Brian I thought the storytelling in the match was incredible um, and if you look at you know we're talking about the whole week right the whole build up to it the promos from Edge from Brian in the ring were incredible the promo from Reigns Reigns said you know I am going to dismantle you both and I am going to pin you both right. You know, because there was a whole thing about the champion doesn't need to be pinned. And he was like, I will pin you both. And then there was just something symbolic for me about the way that he did the concerto to Edge and then dragged Edge on top of Brian and pinned on one, two, three. You know, for me, that was like, you know, that was incredible. And again, it just it just showed to me, it showed to the universe, WWE universe, like this is the guy that's going to be the top guy, the top heel for the next, you know, hopefully a couple of years because... He's on a proper hot streak at the moment, and they've got to milk that cash cow now. 
they really, really do. So for me, that was the that was the match of the the match of mania, the the one that I would watch again and again and again and again. So that would be the must watch for you, Eli. What would have been your must watch match of this WrestleMania? Very cutting it close, Kirk. I had two. I had Kevin and Sammy, but the one that that edged it out for me was Sasha and Bianca. Uh, and I, I'll admit, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect because like Bianca still again newbie, relatively new to this WrestleMania big match, but there wasn't one part of the match I wasn't sitting going like that there. The hair whip, jeez, oh, I can about- still hear that. The 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 gorilla press walking up the steps with her as oh, if it was, as if you were carrying the groceries in from the car. Yeah. There was just she is she is so unbelievably athletic. And then she's sitting there near balling her eyes out at the start. So what I thought was, well, Kevin and Sammy, we've seen, we know it's going to be solid. This quite literally, when you say, oh, what's WrestleMania history? Two, two African-Americans, two black women, main event and title. And regardless of what you say about Sasha, careless, sometimes makes mistakes. Both of them just knocked it clean out of the park. They dive through mm-hmm. the ropes and then the John Cena catch, get up. And you're sitting going, that's not an easy feat to do. That is not an easy thing. And then next minute, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna throw her into the ring. It, it, I just thought to myself, I'd watch happily watch that match over and over, because granted, it's not two men going at it. I did not care. It was just two of the best athletes, two of the best performers at that time. For me, watched a million times. Would never get bored of it. Good stuff. Good stuff. And Billy, what would you say would be the the must watch match of uh, this Omania week? You know what? I wanted to give a shout out to Cesaro, Seth Rollins, but when I was hearing you guys speaking, I loved Omos and AJ Styles against the New Day. It was a very simple story, and uh, the 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 camera angles, the camera shots, just made Omos look yeah just incredible. So they did a good job with very limited uh, actual in ring work from Omos. Yeah, I, I think all of those are, are solid picks there. I'm going to offer one more one as well. I I thought as as good as the matches on WrestleMania itself were from a from a, a trainee or from a I'm a wrestler to uh, point of view. Uh, if you watch uh, Tyler Bate and Norm Dar from last week's NXT UK and the Heritage Cup, uh, that match, if you're looking at it from a, an educational point of view, the way that they've built it, I know the Heritage Cup isn't for everybody because of the rounds and whatnot, and there's kind of a bit of expectancy with it because it's uh, it's uh, the first the best two he falls and whatever but the way that they built their story the way that they went from their chain wrestling uh you know uh, singling out limbs and whatnot to work on uh to the, the storytelling all everything combined that fantastic match to go out your way to watch uh also uh champa v walter at uh, takeover standing deliver as well was just absolutely unreal cool. Just absolutely going at it, two big horses just doing that. I, and even I, I, the, uh, Rampage Brown against uh, Walter of the NXT UK last week as well. Really, really I, good I match. I adored the finish. Him. Funny you should bring up Walter and things. I've seen a lot of people online saying they weren't happy with the finish of Walter mm-hmm. and Champa because he finished him with a chop. And I'm like, how long? Walter could quite literally, he chopped an announce table near in half. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've seen Walter live at OTT. I've heard the chop live. <laughs> I was like, it was class that he beat him so unbelievably bad that when he hit that fine, you know, the big the big slam and then boom. And it wasn't, it doesn't have to be a finishing move where you throw him up and do six cutters and, and pile drive the poor man. He had just simply beat him to the point where he could not get up. And I was like, that's that's a story right there. 
Well, it's, it's, it's not Champa only built. It was only built to that as well because Ch Champa had stopped Walt Earth using his dominant hand to do the chop. So Champa was having to do it with his left instead of his right. But the one that took Champa down was the right hand one. So that that that's what that's what the build was. Although if if you're not looking out for that, then maybe you would say that the, the finish was wasted. But the fact that you know Champa did all that he could to disable the most powerful hand in, in wrestling and still succumb to it, that's that's really the, the story wasn't that. It was brilliant. It was it was awesome. But on this occasion for uh, the the must watch, Eli, I'm going to give this one to you. Uh, on this occasion, I thought Sasha and Bailey, for all the reasons that you said about how historic it was, two women of colour, the emotion, the spots they had, just everything about it, instant classic, instant classic. Yeah. So that is the one to watch. Now, the oh. last one uh, that I'm going to go to, I was going to do like a negative one about the free throwaway uh, supplement or pamphlet you get in the paper about the most rubbish bit, uh, but this one, but I don't want to go on that. We've got too much rubbish stuff going on just now with all these releases. Uh, so we'll go to tomorrow's chip paper. Coming out of WrestleMania, what are you most excited for uh, in the, the world of WWE or wrestling in general? Billy, I'll come to you on that one first. What would you be most excited for? Who's going to beat Roman? Or who's going to be a contender for Roman? Uh, I mean, Edge and Brian, they got beaten fairly convincingly with shenanigans, of course. But who can step up to... The, the tribal chief with his with his right hand man and with Paul Heyman in tow, um, it's going to be very interesting, especially with all these these. Uh, I mean, the releases aren't really going to come into effect because it's all lower card guys. But um, with that uncertainty, just who is going to step up next to Roman Reigns? Very good, very good question. That's a good question, DL. We'll come to you. Um, what I'm most excited about. <laughs> It kind of tied in with the previous point. We're talking about throw. We're not going to talk about it, but throwaways and stuff like that. But it obviously text you my theory that on night one of uh, WrestleMania, you were going to have Charlotte return and put herself into the tag team match, and her partner was going to be Becky. And I thought that's what they were going to do, and then they were going to win the tag titles. My immediate aftermath, and I've never really been interested in her, is what what's going to happen with Charlotte. Um, and, and how they're going to sort of get her back over with the fans because she's in the Roman territory just now where, where the fans are rejecting her you know and there was that time where everybody absolutely not, not loved her but they could they could tolerate her um, so I'm, I'm excited for what they're going to do with Charlotte and obviously we've seen an insight into that on Monday Night Raw where she came out and the promo she cut was brilliant you know like it was just heat complete heat um, and then the impending return of Becky Lynch are we going to get those two just going at it people that have been out of the game for a while coming back who's going to be the number one contender you know that could be that could be the the short term play so that's that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm excited about there and then and just you... on touching on what we spoke about earlier on sorry but who's going to be to, to answer Billy's question are they going to put a mouthpiece with Cesaro after he's shown at Wrestlemania where they, where they prove them to be a bit of a badass in terms of wrestling are they just going to match him to somebody similar to Heyman and we're going to have promo after promo and you have Cesaro elevated to take on Roman Reigns. Who would you put them? Who who would who would be the mouthpiece? Who would be Corey the Graves. Graves. Graves a good idea. Graves. Yeah. He's got the voice, uh, he's got the cat the 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 positioning. He can he can do it. I, I would see Graves as a manager easily and get him in with yeah. Cesaro. Go for it. I, I, 
but I was I was thinking maybe Samoa Joe, but obviously he's been released <laughs> now, right? Yeah. He's been released now. But you know, think about Joe's. If he's been released after doing commentary, he's he's obviously injury prone, or he's you know he's, there's something niggling where he's left, and that they, they they see no use for him. But he could have been on the on the microphone because I was watching some old promos from him the other day, the one where he turns up and everybody's in the ring and he and he says to Jeff Hardy, I think the line he said to Jeff Hardy was like, "Why don't you pretend you're at a meeting?" Just sit down and listen to me, you know. And like, it, it, but the crowd was just like everything he said was like, oh, oh, him as as that mouthpiece to like a Cesaro, where Cesaro just goes out, takes care of business. Oh, that'd have been that'd have been pretty tasty. It would have been. Right, would have been. Eli, tomorrow's chip paper for you. What are you most excited yes. to see? Uh, I I was I gained home between two. Following on what Billy said, I think Oz was the best. Booked big man, ha, points for alliteration. Since show, he no. didn't do much, but what he done, I love the, I love the whole match. I loved it because it was the entertainment of holy shit, this man is set legitimately the size of WrestleMania, and he probably carried the boat here by himself. And he <laughs> and the new guy got him over like a million bucks. I was like, that is that's class. But for me, it, I'm latched on to Cesaro. I, I just that was it. Wrestling, I, I liked him. I'd not, I like, I, I knew he was good. I knew he was, he was a great wrestler. And it was good in the bar because Seamus could be the mouthy one. But now I'm like, Cesaro has to get a mouthpiece. But I'm sold on him. And I, I want to know. I'm like, Tribal Chief versus possibly this generation's Kurt Angle. The best wrestler in the WWE. And you're sitting going, wrestler versus Chief. And uh, for me, I'm like, oh, if, it gets, if he gets steam behind him, that's where I'm heading. I'm, I'm fully behind Cesaro. Yeah. So we've got Cesaro. We've well, what to do with Cesaro. Who's going to challenge Roman? what happens in the women's division. Billy, I'm going to give it to you in this one. I'm going to give it to you. I think the Roman question is uh, is one that everyone's wanting to be answered. Are we going to see, you know, Cesaro, Big E, you know, step up into that title picture? Are we going to see the, the Usos maybe get another shot at them as well? Are we going to see Brock come back? Are we going to see Goldberg come back? Is there going to be somebody else that comes in? You know, is, the possibilities are endless, but I, I can I can see them keeping the the universal title on Roman, not just the next mania, but the mania after. You know, if if they're going for the the mania in Hollywood in two years' time, having him go in as champion against the Rock in Hollywood. But oh, there's only there's only there's only one person I want to see going against Roman Reigns in Hollywood, and you know who that is. What you gonna do, brother? Yeah, I want to see him. I want to see him hulking off, and you know. <laughs> No, obviously, obviously, I don't. If we're going Hollywood, if we're going Hollywood, the weekends were incredible. <laughs> you know, the, the fans, fans have waited. Fans have waited so long to get to WrestleMania. They, they've not. They've not had anything to cheer in person for the year, and then Hogan comes out to kick off Mania, and the booze rained down harder than the rain in Tampa. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Anyway, that will conclude that section of the show. But, Billy, the reason that we've got you on here tonight, we need you to tell us. We've been working our arses off. I've been working my arse off. DL and Eli, they have been my right-hand men throughout this whole season uh, of hitting the headlines. You are gracious enough to let us onto the SWN network uh, at the start of the series. You came in, you had quite rightly had some gripes about, you know, me under-delivering. Uh, on on expectations, you gave us the challenge of hitting 300 uh, views or 300 listens uh, before 
night two of WrestleMania. Uh, I know that you've been clinching the numbers. I've been clinching numbers, trying to work it all out as well. But, Billy, it is now time to let us know, did we hit the 300 listens before WrestleMania night two? So before I reveal the number to you, um, I just want to say, I listened back to your episode with, with myself uh, leaving that voicemail. And, you know, what? I think I had a bad day. Uh, I was I was a bit cranky. Um, I was a, a terrible way to say cranky. My accent was rightly mocked. Um, I've got this weird hybrid northern uh, northern Scottish accent, which doesn't seem to be from anywhere. So I I, I was I just wasn't in the best of moods. So um, but I, I put out the challenge and I keep keep to that word. So I, I did the numbers. You sent me what you've been getting. I've been checking what I've got, and add them all together. Got the old calculator, right? The old abacus. And uh, it was 299. Oh, 299. Oh. In the world, two, two, Shakespeare bollocks. Two, <laughs> 299. Two, so one, one lesson short. One, one lesson short. Yeah. I'm looking your way, Enzo, you gimp. It's honestly, I told you, Chris, don't get Enzo involved. Like, nobody wanted to see that. Give <laughs> I'm not going to blame Enzo. I'm not going to blame any of the guests that, that came on. You know, so some guests delivered really, really well for me. Other guests didn't. Uh, you know, despite me, you know, doing my my best to to get some some juice out of them. To you know, and I know that that's maybe got me a bit of heat with some of the the guys and whatnot there. But two nine nine, two nine nine. You know, I, I was sure they'd get the three hundred. I'm sure they'd got got. I'm sure they got it. I get, did you calculate it right, Billy? I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm not uh, diminishing what your mathematical skills are. But I am. Are you sure that's two nine nine? I did. I do... crunched numbers. I double checked. I triple checked. There could be five euro heading away in a PayPal account for you if you want to just bump a few numbers up there for us, Bob. <laughs> No, I, I'm a man of integrity, and I I'm can't not. even say the word. That's how much <laughs> I, I, I am of it. Um, I. I it's two nine nine. I can't. I can't budge on that, unfortunately. So for for one lesson, you're not keeping us on for the second season. Them's the rules. Uh, I mean, I may have been cranky that day. I gave you the challenge, but it's three hundred listens, or you're gone. So uh, right. unless you got any oh, other no, ideas. My missus. My missus is through in the, the living room watching the crown. If if we aren't renewed for season two, I'm going to have to watch that shit. Like, are you sure there wasn't just one other lesson? Because I can't sit and watch some shit about the royal family. No, I no. Uh, well, I mean, I've watched the crown. It's it's yeah, it's horrible. You're going to have seven, a terrible seven fifty and a multi bag of tato, and we'll say <laughs> nothing about it after that. I've heard good things about Tato. Um, I really have, but uh... unbelievable, by the way. <laughs> Right, enough, enough, enough talk about crisps. Right, wait, wait, it's, it's, this, is, this is hitting the headlines. It's not hitting the golden wonder, right? Billy, are you really going to do us out a second season for one lesson? I'm, I'm sticking to the rules. I'm sticking. I right, said three hundred. Right, fine, fine. You know what? Fine, Billy. Fine. Right. If you're not going to be new, hitting the headlines for the second season. What about another podcast? What, what if we did another podcast? You know, I've, I've got ideas coming out my hoop here. For other podcasts, Shoot. Got, go for it. What have you got? I uh, off the top of my head, I uh, I kick in the balls. 
It's, we do a watch-along podcast of all the, the most famous low blows in wrestling and all the sneaky ways that, that wrestlers have cheated. Could do a, a watch-along podcast. Those seem to be really big. JR does them all the time. They're, they're money. What damn. It's, it's not quite... Damn. I mean, if I was doing... If I had a YouTube channel, uh, that might make sense. But really, you're just... Right, scrap that. Scrap that. Uh, people's ears me, and DL. A decade ago, we wrote a, a sitcom, a wrestling sitcom called False Count Anywhere, the series. What if we did that as like a radio play thing and put it out in SWN? Was this the Archers? No, no. Next. I don't agree with him on that one. <laughs> right, here's the, the, this, this one's money. This one's money. The hot tag, right? The hot tag. It's wrestlers interview in wrestlers every week, but the, the wrestler that was interviewed the week before interviews the wrestler the week after. And then they just kind of like domino affect it. So you've got a different interviewer every week interviewing a different wrestler. You know what? You know what? I love that idea. I love that idea. Um, but, I mean, I could do that myself, really. Uh, what, where, where, where are you coming into that? We're more talented. I, I mean, I, hit 300 listens, so who's more talented? He's, um, he's harsh. He's harsh. I'll give him that. Or the Intiven with Marty Jones. Oh, definitely not. Next. Uh-huh.、はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい。はい